Greg Matzik joined by Matt Pauley and happy to be joined on stage by Brewers owner Mark Atanasio and Mr. Baseball, Bob Eucher. It's yes, a hell of a party. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Thank Every you. year, uh, Bob, I'm amazed that, that you put on such a great party, good little birthday, <laughs> yeah. and they allow you to park right here. I know. This ain't bad, right? <laughs> yeah. Getting in and out is the worst part of this whole thing. Man. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got to wait till it all calms down. I need a jump start or something like that, but other than that, I'm good. Yeah. Hey, what's this, <laughs> what's this all start. mean to you, Bob? 50 years of calling Brewers baseball and, and uh, you're as much a part of this organization as any human being has ever been or ever will be. I would rather have played for 50 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm glad I didn't play as long as I did. No. Um, you know, it's amazing how fast 50 years goes by when you've reached that portion of your life. When you're a player, nobody thinks about 50 years down the road or, you know, you're... 86th birthday in this case for me um, but when you get here I mean I don't feel 86 years old um, I, I, I still feel like I could maybe go to Japan and maybe catch one year they've never <laughs> seen me what do they know they don't no I, I enjoy coming to the park every day I enjoy coming to the games doing the games being around the players, being around an owner like Mark Atanasio, who's become more more of a friend than ownership, as far as I'm concerned, um, with Mark and his family when, when you're around as long as I've been around, and the Seeligs prior to that, um, why, why would you not enjoy coming to work? You know what I mean, Greg? I see you out there every day, um, Matt. Um, so it becomes a part of your life. It becomes a part of your daily. The off season for me is is bad. I wish I had. I wish I had more to do during the off season. I mean, I enjoy days off once in a while, but I, I I've got a great job and I've I've had it for a long time here, and to be able to do the games here in a place where I was born and raised and brought up, um, I don't know how you could ask for anything more, how it could be any better than I've had it, really. Bob, fans have really enjoyed seeing you in the clubhouse during the celebrations, the way the team embraces you. How much fun has it been the last couple of years? You know, they gave you the playoff share, which was, was an incredible thing for that. I mean, it is a lot of fun uh, to, to see you as part of that. I wish I could have been part of that as a player. Um, I was asked to leave the clubhouse many times. <laughs> but, no, I mean, to, to be one of the guys yet is big. I mean, it really is. And to be included in their, their championship or their, their, depending on what place you finish, to be included in that... I'm, I'm telling you, I was as shocked as anybody ever. It's the first time it ever happened that, you know, a, a broadcaster was included in the dividing of shares. But, I mean, for me, it went to, it went to Make-A-Wish. It went to Wounded Warriors. I, I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big supporter of stuff like that. And I do it every chance I get. And to have the opportunity to broadcast the games to do a championship series 
I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, down the road here, before too long, we get a shot at a World Series again. I was fortunate enough to be, no, really, I, uh, to be on, on a team that won a championship in 1964 with St. Louis. Um, there's another feeling like it, I'm telling you. I, I, I wish every player had a chance to experience that. Um, there's nothing like it. There really isn't. I mean, going to the playoffs and all that, that's the tough part. That's the tough part of postseason, the playoffs. World Series is easy. you got to get through the postseason, the playoffs. That's the hard part. That's the tough part. But I've, I, again, I've, to be, you know, included in whatever they do to me at this time in my, in my career, I mean, it's, it's the best. It really is. Well, let's try and get him another World Series here, uh, Mark. And I know that uh, people always want to know from your perspective, you've put so many resources into making this club what it is. And things evolve. And market size is a thing that you have to pay attention to. What does it say about the work David Stearns has done? And was there a direction that you guys worked to set when approaching this offseason? Well, David, uh, first of all, let's everybody wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So to try to get uh, all of us to the World Series, you know, David and he, we had a uh, session in front of fans earlier. He didn't realize we've got 200 people in baseball operations. 200. We're working, scouring literally the, the whole globe trying to find talent uh, to to be smarter and to get this organization uh, to a championship. You know, I, I never... Uh, the first thing I did uh, when I got here is I told every... Well, actually, first thing I did was I called Bob Uke. That's true. <laughs> Second thing I did was call Robin Yount. He did. Third thing is I uh, took seats by the dugout. Fourth thing is, is I instructed all the executives, we don't want to, you know keep saying that we're the smallest because you know you know think small be small and I think our fans allow us to be you know punch way above our weight and, and be be much bigger we for 14 seasons now we've drawn over 2.3 million fans which there's only eight teams in baseball that have yep. done that and city's much much yep. bigger so that that gives us the, the strength and and really the the desire to to try to do something special here you know we uh made the playoffs back-to-back -back years we came within a game of the world series two years ago and last year we we lost uh, to the eventual world series champion and that gets to a little bit of what bob was saying about how hard it is uh, to get there every year we are trying to win uh, i just want to emphasize a lot of questions it's interesting when i met with the fans you know, any questions about the payroll, the writers, the payroll, the payroll? You know, we are trying to win every year. We're not going to, you know, put all our eggs in absolutely one basket in one year and then sacrifice the following years. Teams that do that, you end up in a five, six, seven, ten-year rebuild. We're not. We're trying to be as competitive as we were the last two years, this year, and the next few years. And and I think we're set up to do that if everybody stays healthy. Mark, during the off season, what does it look? Uh, are you how often are you talking with David? Are you on the phone each day? Are you just texting? I mean, what what does that kind of relationship look like during the off season? 
That's a good question. I try to give David a break in the off season. <laughs> actually, you know, he, he can imagine he actually got a week uh, away with his with his wife uh, to Hawaii this year. This is a true story, and you know, private time. And, and he's walking on the beach, and, and who's coming down the beach? It's true, Christian Yelich. <laughs> they both ended up at the same resort between Christmas and New Year's, completely independent. Uh, so there's no getting away from things. But uh, you know, look, we, we stay in we stay in touch as things. I try to stay as uh, briefed on uh, conversations so that if we have to react quickly, we can. But. Um, you know, he, he gets a little downtime, at least for me. I think they're extremely busy in the offseason, just not as much engaging with me. So here we go, ready to embark on another season, Bob. You'll be calling games uh, in about a month yeah. or so. I know you and Grindle and Levering, you, you guys get together pretty much every night and just you know, go over the rosters and make sure the pronunciations are all there. There's a lot of preseason for everybody, right? I mean, as uh, you get ready to embark on another year calling Brewers baseball. No, in all seriousness, what's it like <laughs> being with those guys? I mean, you guys have really become a great team together well, as well. Well, you know what? There, there are a couple of great young broadcasters that are going to be around here for a long, long time. And, um, I, you know, I remember my first time here uh, with Merle Harmon. I know a lot of people remember Merle Harmon. Um, I had never done anything before. I mean, I had no minor league experience as far as broadcasting goes. I didn't do anything. And and they were my crutch. Um, as long as they were doing play-by-play, -play, I did one inning. I did the fifth inning. And as long as they were in the booth with me, I was fine. And one day in New York, it was at Yankee Stadium, they decided that that was going to be my baptism day when they were going to leave. And they, they introduced me for the fifth inning, and they got up and they left the booth. And I begged them. I begged them to come back. Please stay. I, I did. I begged them to come back. I had my finger on that cough button and begging them to come back. And the engineer that was one of the guys up from uh, WTMJ, uh, he, he told me, I better start talking. There's one out, uh, <laughs> and that—that's a true story. And I mean, they would—they would. That was my. And when I go back, and I listen to oh that, my. to that cassette, it's awful. I sound like the chipmunks. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what to say. You know, I—I—I I, I had no idea what to talk about when they left me. For for when they were in there, it was easy. You know, I could talk to them and ask them about things. They could talk to me. I could talk about players. When I was by myself, I didn't know what to say. I did. <laughs> that was. But Jeff and Jeff and Lane Grindle are outstanding, and um, they're going to be around here for a long time. We're great friends, not only with with Jeff and and Lane, but family-wise too. They both got families. They're uh, they're good Milwaukeeans. That's what they are. I mean, they're good Milwaukeeans. They'll be around here a long time. Yep. Yeah, I, want to, I want to give a shout-out for Jeff. Not, Lane's, Lane's awesome also, but Jeff actually was being recruited to do a television broadcast by another nationally team, and he wanted to stay in this community and, and do broadcast next to Uke. And so, you know, he's a special guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uke, when the roster changes so much, how much do you enjoy getting down to spring training and meeting these guys for the first time and kind of learning who they are and their personalities and everything? 
During a spring training game, there might be 45 or 50 guys in the game. Uh, when I come on the air, the same guy stays in the game all the time. <laughs> I don't change nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Make up names. Yeah. I do. I, it, it, it gets a little testy once in a while because sometimes the people that work in the press box don't know they've made a change, right? They don't know another guy's in there, and now the guy that you had in the game supposedly comes up, and you look down there, and it's a different guy. And now we get help with names on the back of the uniforms. helps you a little bit. But in spring training, during some spring training games, guys go in the game, they start the game, they come out of the game, and they go back in the game two innings later. I mean, it... <laughs> it, 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 it it, it's like that for every team, too. I mean, it's there's a ton of guys. But you know what? When you go to spring training as a player, you expect to play. Whether you're going to make the team or not is not an issue. You're there, and you got to play. You know, everybody's got to play. Managers got to make sure that these guys get in a game somehow at some time. I mean, you don't want to come to spring training for four weeks or five weeks and you don't get to play in any games, it's a heck of a thrill for, you know, a minor league player to come to spring training. I I, I can't imagine what it would be not to get a chance to play during the spring. Really, I, it, it's, I don't care what level you played the previous year, D-ball, A-ball, B-ball, I don't care what it is. To play in a major league spring training game is a big deal. It really is. And everybody's got to play. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that everybody gets a chance to play. I don't care how long the games take. Um, it's not an issue in spring training. You know, the weather is nice. Everything's good. <laughs> so it, it, everything works. Well, a couple of weeks, uh, spring training games will be on the air in about a month or so. Pitchers and catches report on February 12th. I, I think somebody from WTMJ made you a birthday cake, Bob. They might be feeding it to the folks out there somewhere. But there's, oh, there it is. There is a cake coming back. Uh, all of our audience here <laughs> will get to enjoy some birthday cake yeah. on behalf of Mr. Wow. Baseball today. Man, you like you a slice of yourself. We've got some peanuts and gum here for anybody who's interested, too. Wow, but, man. Yeah. Happy birthday to Mr. Baseball, wow, right? Thank you very much. There thank you, go. Greg. Thank you. Beautiful. TMJ did this? Uh, I had to pay for it. Oh, it's yeah, I knew that. It's okay. No problem. No problem. <laughs> thank you, you very much. Mr. Baseball, Bob Euchre, and Brewers owner Mark Atanasio. Thank you. Thank you. Happy thank birthday, you, Bob. Thank, thank you, you very much. Appreciate nice to see you again. Thank you. Mark, thank, thank you, you everybody. for your time.